No lies. No distortions. Just the facts and the truth about issues that matter. Facts first with Christian Esqueda. Good evening, guys. Welcome to the uh, Friday episode of our uh, program, Facts First with Christian Esguera. This is the end of the week. So, meron po tayong napaka-importante pag-uusapan. Dalawa po yung topics natin for... Dalawa po yung guests natin for for tonight. Uh, one after the other. Uh, mamaya pa pag-uusapan natin yung ano. Uh, meron tayong special guest na siguro magkakaroon tayo ng ano, nostalgic uh, trip back to the late 80s and 90s. Kasi makakasama natin si Mr. Shuli. Uh, Pero bago po yon, may nagbabalik po tayong panauhin uh, for tonight dahil meron po tayong importante pag-uusapan. Ito po yung development uh, coming from the National Telecommunications Commission uh, as, uh, as requested by the National Security Advisor, si Secretary Hermogenes Esperon Jr. So, ipinatakedown po, uh, pinashutdown yung mga websites uh, identified with the CPP and PANDF basically the communist movement and among those websites that were taken down by the government uh, through the National Telecommunications Commission ay dalawa pong uh, alternative news websites yun po yung Bulatlat at uh, yung Pinoy Weekly so pag-uusapan po natin yung mga implications niyan especially ang in-invoke po doon sa shutdown was the anti-terrorism law so makakasama po natin for tonight I'd like to welcome uh, back to our program si uh, former Supreme Court Senior Associate Justice Antonio Carpio. Magandang gabi po, sir, and thank you for joining us again dito po sa Facts First. Magandang gabi, Christian. Uh, good evening to everyone. Okay. Dumiretso na po tayo dun sa, ano, dun sa shutdown ng mga websites, no? Uh, let's make a distinction kasi ang in-invoke po rito yung anti-terrorism law. Uh, was it proper to actually use the anti-terrorism law to cause the shutdown of these websites? I think 27 po. Well, uh, first of all, those that were closed, the websites that were closed, were not designated as terrorist organizations by the uh, ATC, Anti-Terror Council. They were not designated. So there's no basis to, and there's no basis at all to ask for their closure. And besides, under the anti-terror law, if you are designated, designated as an anti-terror group, the only consequence is the AMLC, Anti-Money Laundering Council, can freeze your assets. That's the only consequence. Mm. The AMLC can freeze it for, I think it's 20 days, and then they have to file a case in court to, to extend the period of uh, freezing the assets. No, So that's the only consequence. The, the ATC has no authority whatsoever to close down websites, and the National Security Council has no authority whatsoever to close down websites. That's a violation of the Constitution. That's a prior restraint. Mm. That's censorship. Mm. So there's no basis at all. Because if uh, if they are inciting to sedition, inciting to rebellion, or inciting to terrorism, the case should be filed. And the court will order the closure. They cannot close these websites themselves. There's no authority. Mm. That's uh, The executive has no authority to do that. Is this a clear so, case po of, ano, of uh, overreach on the part of the Anti-Terrorism Council, on the part of the National Security Advisor, and as a consequence yes. by the implementer, yung NTC? I, I do not blame the Anti-Terrorism Council because they did not designate these websites, no? these organization uh, hosting these websites as anti-terror groups. 
it was the National Security Advisor, the National Security Council, who asked that these affiliates of three groups that were designated, the Anti-Terrorism Council designated the CCP, the CPPs, Communist Party of the Philippines, designated the NDF, and designated the Central Committee members of the CPP as terrorists. But that's it. They did not, these are different organizations. So it's out of the blue that the National Security Council extended the designation. But even if it extends it, the ATC itself cannot close the websites. Mm -hmm. So this like is really outside of the law. This is a violation of freedom of expression. And that's uh, what's worrisome uh, when you are just closed down. I mean, what about, because they said these uh, uh, websites are, uh, are, are disseminating false information. How about the Duterte, the DDS, mm -hmm. the trolls? They disseminate, disseminate uh, uh, disinformation all of the time, massive disinformation. But the, the Constitution does not authorize the executive branch to close down. They have to go to court. So sa ganyan, ano po dapat yung naging proseso? Pagdaan sa korte, no? At saka ano yung dapat na i-invoke if they want the, those websites shut down? The National Security Council should file a case inciting to terrorism or inciting to sedition or inciting to rebellion and ask the court to close down the websites. Mm -mm. Ano, ano sir yung ano? Let's talk about the implications. Kasi baka doon sa mga nanonood dito, baka isipin na iba, eh, ano bang problema nyo eh? Eh, komunista naman talaga yan. No? Let's talk about well, the bigger implications nito pag talagang na, nakalusot itong ganitong pangyayari. Even if you are a communist, you still have freedom of expression. It's only when you incite people to rebellion, when you incite people to terrorism, you incite people to sedition, that's when you can be stopped. But there has to be a court order. You have, they have to file a case in court. That, that's our system. It's the court that will issue the uh, shutdown order. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to follow the constitution and the rule of law. We cannot give all these powers to one man or to the executive. That's not how we operate. We have check and balances. Mm -hmm. So it's it was very easy for them to file a case if they have the evidence. Why didn't they file the case? You know, we don't want shortcuts here because what is involved is freedom of expression. And freedom of expression is the mother of all freedoms because without freedom of expression, you cannot defend all the other freedoms. Your freedom to be heard before you are convicted, your freedom to, uh, to uh, against unreasonable searches and seizures. How do you defend this? By speaking out. But if you cannot speak out, because your freedom of expression has been curtailed, then all the other freedoms are in danger. Mm. Was this so, also among this the... is a very fundamental attack on our freedoms. Okay. On so our short... list of freedoms under the Bill of Rights. Opo, yun napaka-basic na na Bill of Rights. No? So in short, kung gusto nilang gamitin anti-terrorism law against those running those websites, dapat hinanapan talaga nila ng content that could actually be that that could also be used uh, that could be used as evidence that they were inciting to terrorism in short yes ganon. because that inciting, the inciting to re, to terrorism in the anti-terrorism act was upheld by the supreme court we have a new law inciting to terrorism before it was only inciting to rebellion inciting to sedition so th they should use that if uh, 
they can use that because the Supreme Court has upheld that provision. Mm -hmm. I mean, they cannot, we cannot allow shortcuts because what if they close down your website? They say that you you are disseminating uh, uh, terrorist uh, propaganda or communist propaganda. I mean, you have to have an opportunity to be heard. That's basic in our system. Because if we allow this to happen to these alternative uh, websites, it can happen to you. It can happen to any one of us. Basically, parang ano po, no? Basically, parang lumalabas. The anti-terrorism law is being stretched to cover uh, these issues or these websites. Yes, it, they're trying to use the anti-terrorism law, but the anti-terrorism council itself has not even designated these mm -hmm. websites as uh, terror groups. And even if the anti-terrorism council will designate, will designate these websites as terrorist groups, they cannot be shut down. The only consequence is their assets will be frozen. Their bank assets will be frozen. Ayan, maliwanag yung sagot, no? Kasi nakasulat po yan sa, ano, sa anti-terrorism law if you check the, that, uh, that law. Uh, I think this also answers itong question po ni uh, Surik Kalamplano. Terrorista po ba ang komunista, no? Kasi ang ginagamit na reason dito ni National Security Advisor Esperon ay talagang designated na yung, ano, yung, uh, yung NPA, di ba? Uh, as, as a terrorist organization. Yeah. Pero yun ba mismo pwedeng gamitin as basis? But the only consequence under the law, under yeah. Section uh, uh, 25, is uh, that the AMLA, the Anti-Money Relanding Council, can freeze their assets for an initial period of uh, 20 days to be extended mm -hmm. by a court order later on. Mm -hmm. That's the only consequence. And we have to follow the law. Dito, ano yung uh, exactong recourse itong mga na-shutdown na websites po? Well, they, they can, can go, go to court, to... di ba? Pero... Yeah, they can go to court and question the constitutionality of this act because okay. it violates their freedom of expression. The basic. Yeah, I think they will be filing soon because mm -hmm. if they don't file, the next victims will be your website. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it can be used against anyone. Uh -oh. How about your distinction? Because they're trying to make a distinction. Okay. Hindi dapat covered yung bulatlat at saka yung Pinoy Weekly dahil kahit sinasabi nila may pagkakaliwa yung dalawang news organizations na yon they're not exactly they're, they're not uh, uh, inciting people to commit terrorism di ba pero sinasabi naman iba iba mga websites clearly identified with the CPP and uh, NPA NDF should there well, even be such a distinction uh, even assuming that is true they cannot just close down they have to go to court they have to prove it because we have due process. The Constitution says no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Due process of law means there is a hearing. The hearing must be public. You must be informed of your violation. You have a, you can get your lawyer of your choice. Mm -hmm. And there must be an impartial judge who will make the decision. That is our guarantee under the rule of law. They just, they just swept this aside. They said you are... Uh, disseminating uh, communist propaganda, we close you down. Tapos na. Oo. They cannot do that. Mm -hmm. Dito, sige. An another basic uh, discussion dito kasi marami pa rin narilito. No? Uh, kayo na po mag-discuss. No? Communism itself, yung pagiging affiliated sa communist party, uh, sa communist movement, uh, is that a crime in itself or not? No, we have already decriminalized the uh, uh, membership in the communist party. So you have to actually fall under 
rebellion or under sedition or under terrorism, even if uh, as a member of a communist party. So the crime that they will be committing will be rebellion. And you have to charge them as rebels. Okay. At saka, di ba, well, na-repeal na po yung anti-subversion law, di ba? During the time yeah, of... Yeah, it was uh, repealed. That's why the membership is no longer a crime. Mm-hmm. But, uh, of course, if they take up arms against the government, that will be a crime of rebellion. How about this one? Ito po yung tanong ko during the uh, deliberations on the anti-terrorism law. Kahit repealed na yung anti-subversion law during the Ramos administration, hindi kaya, for all intents and purposes, it was survived through the anti-terrorism law. No, definitely not. Because uh, these are different offenses. And uh, there is, uh, in fact, under the Anti-Terrorism Act, an inciting to terrorism. And uh, the under the implementing rules, there must be imminence and there must be likelihood of uh, vi- of, uh, of lawless violence. So the, the, the standards are very high, very difficult to... Uh, to satisfy and that is good because that has been the standard ever since if you in inciting to rebellion or sedition the incitement must uh, result likely result in imminent lawless action that has been the ruling so it is a very high bar to to uh, to hurdle there's a question from George de la Rama how can institutions protect themselves from potential government uh, red baiting. What do you mean, red taping? Uh, red red, red tagging. tagging, basically, yeah. Mm. Well, they have to go to court. And also, they have to lobby for Congress to pass a law uh, against red tagging. In fact, the National Security Advisor, uh, Dr. Clarita Carlos, said, what's the use of red tagging? That's old-fashioned. Mm. I mean, uh, that, that's the work of lazy people. You just red tag. File a case if, uh, as Secretary Guevara said, file a case mm-hmm. if uh, you have anything. Oh, eh, para makiiba na sinasabi yung mga uh, present uh, officials of this administration and the incoming officials, no? Uh, yun, dito, may nagtatanong din dito po, ano? Uh, dumalabas kasi, uh, based on our discussion, based on sa appreciation na ibang nanonood po sa atin, the anti-terrorism law was unconstitutional. Give us a background kasi hindi naman lahat ng yung entirety ng batas was declared unconstitutional, no? A big part of that was actually upheld, no? So, can you talk uh, about that, Paul? Well, the heart and soul of uh, the Anti-Terrorism Act is the power granted to the Anti-Terrorism Council to order the arrest of suspects, suspected terrorists, without a court order. That's in Section 29. That was the heart and soul because as explained by Senator Bato uh, De La Rosa and Senator Laxon, they had the experience that they arrested uh, a terrorist but they did not have enough evidence to file the case of Pinakawala Nila and the guy left the country and they saw him in YouTube beheading. He was in Syria beheading a British guy. So they said if they had, they were allowed to just detain him beyond the 72 hours, detained him for a few more days, they could have gathered evidence. So that was their the heart and soul of the Anti-Terrorism Act, to empower the Anti-Terrorism Council to arrest without a court warrant, 
Without going to court, they will just arrest anyone suspected of terrorism and to detain that person while they are gathering evidence so that they can have enough evidence to file in court sufficient to for the court not to grant bail because in order to for bail not to be granted the crime must be a capital offense or punishable by reclusion perpetua or higher and evidence of guilt is strong so yun ang sabi nila we must be allowed to detain without filing a crime case yet so that we can gather evidence okay but what okay. did the that was the law i mean yeah. that was the discussion they passed that law if you read the section 29 that's exactly what it says but mm -hmm. In the Supreme Court, the OSG, Secretary General Kalida said, this Section 29 refers to warrantless arrests under the rules of court. And if it is a warrant arrest, the crime must be committed in the presence of the police officer, of the public officer, or of the citizen, if it's a citizen's arrest. So the crime is being committed in their presence and the person is arrested. Now, of course, if you are arrested in the act of committing a crime, evidence of guilt is strong. If you file a case, you don't need additional evidence because nahuli mo in the act. So you will never be granted bail. So what did the Supreme Court... And the Kalida said, knowing that it will be struck down because you, under the Constitution, only a judge can issue a warrant of arrest. But this law gave the ATC an executive body an or, uh, power to order a warrant of arrest, and it's unconstitutional. So they changed their theory in the Supreme Court. They said this actually, this provision refers actually to warrantless arrest under the rules of court. And the Supreme Court said, well, if that is your interpretation, we accept it. And this Section 29 will not authorize the Anti-Terrorism Council to order. order the detention of anyone unless they it's uh, the crime is committed in the presence of the police officer. So there's nothing wrong with that because that oh. warrantless arrest provision has been there ever since. Yeah. Otherwise, so actually, yeah. Other, in other words, the entire theory of this law of this law collapsed in the Supreme Court mm -hmm. because the OSG refused to defend the law. That heart of heart and soul of the law is to authorize the uh, anti-terrorism council to order the arrest of anyone without a court warrant. That has mm -hmm. been struck down. By, by, by the OSG conceding that it cannot be done. Okay. And the Supreme Court said, okay, uh, if that is your interpretation, we adapt it also. You must follow the warrantless arrest provisions of the, uh, of the uh, rules of court. So actually, that, that entire law, the, the heart and soul of the law was, uh, was frustrated. I mean, mm. it was sucked down. Mm. And that is the way I see it. Because okay. that is the most important provision. That's why that law was enacted. Mm -hmm. If you look at the, uh, the proceedings, the deliberations in the Senate, that was why they enacted the law. And they did not get it. That's why I said we prevailed here. We were able to prevent uh, the, the Congress from passing a law authorizing an executive body to order the arrest of someone. Because that mm -hmm. power is lodged with the courts. Simplihan ko lang po yung ano doon sa so baka hindi nakakasunod yung iba po. Ano? Ang pinaka-worry kasi dito yung ATC, Anti-Terrorism Council, executive uh, officials po yung nandyan, mga cabinet yes. members, appointed by the President. Eh, dapat korte po ang nag-i-issue ng arrest warrant. Uh, hindi, hindi po lumusot yung intention na 
yung mismo ATC na pinabibilangan ng mga miyembro ng gabinete, sila mismo pwede na kayong ut- ipaaresto. That's yun correct. Yun yung panalo na binabanggit ni, ano, ni Justice That's Carver. correct. Uh, and for me, uh, that's a big win. That's really the heart and soul. So the petitioners really won in this case. But mm-hmm. the OSG, uh, knowing that the intention will fail because it's really contrary to the express provision of the Constitution, considered that this provision refers to warrantless arrests under rules of court. And that's pure, totally constitutional. Oh, wala namang so, debate ron eh. <laughs> wala, no. In other words, concede sila. Concede sila kasi alam nila matatalo if they will hold on to the original uh-huh. intention and wording of the law. Uh-huh. At saka po yung, ano, yung vague provision ng terrorism itself, di ba? Na, nalinaw yeah. na yan. Yung definition of terrorism, iba pa yun. So, but I'm looking at really the heart and soul was the authority granted to the ATC, the okay. Anti-Terrorism Council, to order the arrest. Wala silang power under the Constitution. It's only a judge that can issue a warrant of arrest. Sabihin, dadaan po sa proseso yan. Punta naman po tayo dito sa, ano, sa announcement um, kamakailan ni uh, outgoing Foreign Affairs Secretary Teddy Luxon Jr. po. Ano? Sabi niya yung uh, discussions, yung talks about a joint oil and gas exploration with China completely terminated na. So they tried to push the discussions as to what was allowed by the Philippine Constitution. And eventually, talagang hindi umubra. No? Were you surprised by this? Or talaga bang ito yung kahihinatnan if we engage with China? Talagang ganito ang, ano, ang aabutin? Well, actually, I was surprised that China agreed to the MOU and TOR. Because under the MOU, Memorandum of Understanding TOR, China agreed to cooperate with us in exploring oil and gas in the West Philippine Sea in accordance with our service contract system. That's the framework of the MOU that China and the, the Philippines will cooperate in accordance with the service contract system of the Philippines. And then the TOR terms of reference was signed to implement that framework. So in those two instances, the first round is the MOU. Because they follow the framework and second, the terms of reference follow those framework. Why? Is that important? Because under the service contract system of the Philippines, it says there, in every service contract, the first whereas clause says, whereas the oil and gas belong to the Philippines. So the natural resources belong to the Philippines. Claro yan. Mm -hmm. And another provision says, this contract shall be governed by Philippine law. Mm -hmm. Now, with that, we are safe. That is in accordance with the Constitution, in accordance with the arbitral award. That's why I was supportive of the MOU. So that's a big win for us because in that MOU, China impliedly admitted that we have sovereign rights because the consequence of agreeing that the framework will follow the Philippine service contract system, they agreed that we we own the oil and gas, which is a big uh, step. And when they signed the TOR, terms of reference, to implement, okay pa rin. But the last step was supposed to be a commercial contract between China National Offshore Company and Forum Energy. Forum Energy is the holder of the uh, service contract 72 that covers three banks. So dapat, 
they should enter they should have entered into commercial agreement as to how they will uh, support each other uh, sinuk will provide the drilling services or whatever mm. but before that could be signed china said na, let's remove that provision that whereas the oil and gas belongs to the philippines and let's also remove that provision that the philippine law shall govern the contract well iba na yon that will completely change the framework that will be in violation of the constitution that will be abandonment of the arbitral award so so it was right for us to to quit yeah that kind of negotiation the, yeah because china changed the terms mm-hmm. when we were in phase one when we signed the mou when we signed the tr even vietnam malaysia and Indonesia, they were happy because they said under those terms we can also uh, have an agreement with china but when china said you must remove that that the oil and gas belongs to well nobody would accept that because we all know that the oil and gas is are within the exclusive economic zone of these coastal states we'll never agree mm-hmm. and it's a good thing that uh, secretary loxin finally said it's terminated because four months ago president duterte said when forum energy was about to send their ship to Reed bank they contracted they paid the ship to to survey duterte suddenly said stop don't go there because we have to honor our agreement with china mm-hmm. there was no agreement yet because the third contract was not signed that was the last agreement to f- complete the process and china walked away don't collapse don't collapse and it's a good thing that Secretary Loxin said it that that's terminated so that the next administration can start afresh. That okay. China will not say that oi, may agreement tayo. We are very clear that the, uh, there was no final agreement because China walked away. They demanded something that will change the entire framework that was not our agreement. And uh, that's where we are now. Thank you. Okay. Now, in short, how, how do you move forward? Because in the meantime, uh, as part of our national interest, kailangan natin explore yung oil and gas doon sa lugar na yan, which is clearly ours, no? Pero hindi tayo makagalaw dahil nga nandun yung tinik ng China. Well, we just follow what Malaysia and Indonesia just did. Last year, Malaysia, because the oil and gas reserves of Malaysia are being depleted, they had to develop new fields. They drilled in their exclusive economic zone. They sent a ship and China sent its Coast Guard. And China said, do not drill because that's within the nine dash line. And Malaysia sent its Navy and Coast Guard vessels to protect its drilling ships. And they completed their drilling. Mm. And uh, the U.S. helped by sending also a warship to make a sail by. So Malaysia did not budge. Malaysia continued because that is the right. They did not blink and they completed. Now, how about Indonesia? Indonesia sent a survey ship to North Natuna. That's within their exclusive economic zone. But China is claiming it also as part because it's also encroached by the Nine Dash Line. And China said, do not survey. Do not send your ship there. China sent its Coast Guard vessels. Indonesia sent its Navy, its Coast Guard, to protect. They completed their survey. These two countries were able to do it despite the threats of China. Tayo, anong nangyari? Duterte said, I'm lifting the moratorium on uh, drilling and survey. So Forum Energy, you go there now. So Forum Energy contracted. But when they were about to go there, 
Duterte said, oh, I was told that we have to honor our agreement. There's no agreement yet. There was The third agreement was not yet signed. So the forum energy had to, to stop and they lost a lot. No? But that's the point. Why are we being, why, are, do we, why do we allow ourselves to be bullied? We have the arbitral award. In Malaysia and Indonesia don't have an arbitral award. We have a mutual defense treaty with the U.S. Malaysia and Indonesia do not have a defense treaty. But we allow ourselves to bully it. We could have sent our service ship there and did the, exactly the same thing that Malaysia and Indonesia did. And we are running out of gas in Malampaya already. In another two years, uh, the contract in Malampaya will expire. And uh, unless it's extended, nobody will drill. And you need to drill some more to extend the lifespan of Malampaya. So Malampaya supplies 40% of the energy requirement of Luzon. Without Malampaya, we will have 12 to 14 hours of rotating brownouts in Luzon. And that will mean that factories will close, schools will close, offices will close. We cannot even work from home because there's no power. During the pandemic, we could work from home because there was power. So it will be worse than the pandemic. And the alternative is to import LNG. And that is exactly what the Lopez Group is doing now because they operate three fire gas-fired plants in, in Batangas. But LNG is very expensive because you have to ship you have to convert gas to liquid, liquefied natural gas. You transport that. When it arrives, you have to store that underground. And when you are about to feed that to the gas-fired plants, you have to reconvert that to gas. The process is very expensive, and that means our power rates will go up. We have one of the highest rates already in Asia, in ASEAN. And investors will not come here anymore. Yeah. And our consumers will suffer because the power rates will go up. So, so it's a matter of political will. If yeah, Indonesia and Malaysia could do it. Political will. If we had the political will in the same way that the Malaysians had and the Indonesians had, we would have completed our survey there in Reed Bank. Okay. Ito sir, as a, as a final point, no? pag-usapan natin yung seeming disconnect in terms of pronouncements. I don't know kung pwede na silang i-consider na policy pronouncements. Uh, there was a statement coming from the incoming um, NICA, National Intelligence Coordinating Agency Director General, saying that we should give focus, the incoming administration should give focus on the territorial dispute with China. Pero, uh, your incoming National Security Advisor, sabi naman niya, no, it's not a territorial dispute. It shouldn't be that. It should be climate change instead. What do you make of this? Magkaiba yata yung tono nila. <laughs> And yeah, when they should they, be working together. Yeah, it looks like uh, they're not in sync. But let me say something about that. They're not completely off the mark now, both of them. Because because of climate change, sea level rise will be about 1 to 2 meters by the end of the century. That means most, if not all, of the islands in the Spratlys will be submerged because of sea level rise arising from climate change. Once submerged, they form part of the exclusive economic zone of the Philippines if within 200 nautical miles. So most of those islands will be submerged and will form part of our exclusive economic zone because the, sub this, the, the islands were submerged by action of nature. Mm -hmm. And they are now uh, under, under the water 
submerged, they form part of our exclusive economic zone. So there's a relationship to their uh, seemingly desperate moves. But of course, we're talking of uh, end of the century. We're talking of sea level rise by the end of the century. That's way beyond the term of uh, President uh, Marcos Jr. So I hope they will uh, refine their statements so that uh, they can uh, they can uh, uh, they can present it in more coherent form to the public. Thank you. Okay, maraming maraming salamat po, uh, former Supreme Court Senior Associate Associate Justice uh, Tony Carpio. Thank you po for the explanations, and Thank sana naliwanagan po yung mga nanonood sa atin. Magandang gabi Thank po. Thank you. Sir. Thank you.